first, I want to be clear on what I mean by capitalism. I understand capitalism to be a social system that is based entirely on voluntary relations. People are free to do whatever they want as long as they do not initiate force against others. The government's only role under capitalism is to protect people from force. So I'm not an anarchist. I do think there should be a government, but a limited government. So the limited kind of government that I think there should be under capitalism is a police force to protect people from domestic criminals. There should be a military to protect people from foreign aggressors. And there should be a court system to peacefully settle disputes between people. But that's about it. So what there isn't under capitalism is taxation. The very limited government that I envision will be funded by voluntary means. There will be no welfare, no social security, no Medicare, no Medicaid, no government education, no government roads, no Federal Reserve Bank, no regulatory agencies such as the FDA, SEC, and FCC, no bailouts of corporations, no state religion, no faith-based laws prohibiting abortion or stem cell research, no minimum wage, no antitrust laws, no, no laws restricting the number of immigrants, no wars, unless they are for the purpose of protecting our own citizens. I could go on, but that's enough for now. There has never been a purely capitalist country, but perhaps the closest the country has come to pure capitalism is the United States of America in the late 19th century, after slavery had been abolished and before the so-called progressive, progressive era of the early 20th century. The United States experienced explosive growth during this period with millions of people choosing to immigrate here because it was the land of freedom and opportunity. The Statue of Liberty symbolizes what America stood for. It is not an accident that relatively free countries like America became wealthier than relatively unfree countries. But why is this? Why does freedom lead to prosperity? Because people have an incentive to produce when they are left free. If you can keep the results of your work if it is not forcibly taken from you and given to those who haven't earned it, then you have an incentive to produce. People will acquire different amounts of wealth because of different abilities, as well as for other reasons, but not because some have been forcibly taken from others. Forcible taking of property from others is prohibited under capitalism. If the rich get richer, it's not because they stole from the poor, but it could be because they offer the world a valuable product or service such as a car or a smartphone, which millions or billions of people benefit from and are therefore willing to pay for. Billionaire wealth creators get rich by making people's lives better, not worse. So they deserve to be thanked, not vilified. Sometimes they even get rich by giving us products for free, as in the case of YouTube and Facebook, which make most of their money through advertising. Billionaire CEOs certainly don't do everything on their own. They have teams of executives, managers, engineers, and so on, all the way down to janitors that help keep the place clean. But CEOs make the most important decisions, the decisions that affect the fate of the entire company, that can earn it a fortune or drive it into bankruptcy. It is very rare to find someone with the intellectual ability required to be a great CEO which is why they get paid so much. 
By contrast, almost anyone has the ability to be a janitor. The CEO may get paid a thousand times more per year than the janitor, but his skill set may also be a thousand times rarer. Likewise, a star athlete like LeBron James may get paid a thousand times more than the guy running the hot dog stand, but his skill set is also astronomically more rare. The pay gap between a star CEO or athlete and a janitor is not an injustice. It's a recognition of the fact that different people contribute vastly different levels of value to an organization. And recognizing that is an act of justice. It would be unjust not to pay people according to their widely varying abilities. Yet that is exactly what socialism does. Under socialism, people are not rewarded for their ability, but for their need. As Marx said, quote, from each according to his ability to each according to his need, unquote. Individuals of ability are sacrificed for the sake of individuals who lack ability. What's worse, under socialism, this is accomplished by force. Socialism abolishes private property and coercively distributes goods to all in common. Some are allowed to use force to live as parasites on others. In the long run, everyone is worse off under socialism. The parasites drain their hosts and the entire society collapses into poverty. Or else, they initiate a war of aggression against another country in search of new hosts for their parasitism. Though that only delays the inevitable collapse. In principle, sacrificing individuals of ability is an unsustainable policy, since human ability is what sustains human life. It is no accident, therefore, that socialism always fails. It inevitably leads to poverty, starvation, and death. It is sometimes said that socialism is good in theory, but it just doesn't work in practice. I say it is bad in theory, and that's why it doesn't work in practice. It is not a good theory that says you should sacrifice individuals of ability to those in need. That is a recipe for disaster. Capitalism, which rewards human ability, is a recipe for success. But isn't capitalism selfish? This point, I believe, is capitalism's major stumbling block, the reason why it is resisted despite its record of success. Conventional morality considers selfishness to be evil and self-sacrifice to be good. And it sure doesn't seem like you are engaged in self-sacrifice when you are driven by the profit motive, greedily pursuing money for yourself. But what exactly is selfishness? Typically, being selfish is understood to mean acting in a way that benefits yourself while doing harm to others. For instance, you cut in line at the grocery store or you set up a Ponzi scheme, as Bernie Madoff did, and bilk people of their wealth. But what if you act so as to benefit yourself without harming others? For instance, what if you are alone on an island and build yourself a shelter? Is that selfish? If not, what do we call it? Selfless? That doesn't seem right either. Or what if you buy a new car? You benefit yourself by buying the car. Is that selfish? It seems we do things all the time that benefit ourselves, but that are not harming others, and that might even help others. For instance, when you help yourself by buying the car, you also help the person you bought it from by giving him money. So if being selfish means acting in a way that benefits yourself while harming others, then perhaps we need another term 
for acting in a way that benefits yourself without harming others. In any case, in capitalism, the way to benefit yourself is through trade, which benefits others as well as yourself. Trade is a win-win kind of relation. In socialism, by contrast, there are win-lose relations when some are forced to be hosts for the parasitism of others. Thus, it is socialism, not capitalism, that enables selfishness in the conventional sense of that term. Ayn Rand, who has greatly influenced me, did not understand selfishness in the conventional sense as involving harm to others. She thought it simply meant being concerned with one's own interests. And in fact, she thought that if one were really concerned with one's own interests, one would not harm others, as Bernie Madoff did. Consider what happened to Madoff. His life collapsed, and he's now serving a 150-year sentence in jail. If you are really concerned with your own interests, Ayn Rand taught, you will treat people justly and not use force or fraud against them. You will engage in mutually beneficial win-win relationships. This morality of rational selfishness, as Rand sometimes calls it, whereby you neither sacrifice yourself to others nor sacrifice others to yourself, is the morality that underlies capitalism. It is the morality of self-sacrifice that underlies socialism. If self-sacrifice is good, as conventional morality holds, then I agree, I agree that so socialism is the better system because it certainly does a better job at destroying the lives of individuals. But if self-interest is good, then capitalism is the better system because it does a better job at enabling individuals to live successful and happy lives.